Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 95. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod pigeon. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney, episode 95, make me think of Windows 95. This is a bit, mm. of, a, this is a bit of foreshadowing of the episode theme. Mm. Do you remember Windows 95? Do you remember popping the CD-ROM into your computer tower? Yeah. And you were, you were holding up your excited little fists and you're going, mum and dad have heard so much about this from a best friend, Bill Gates. And yeah. he said that now I can have the Weezer music video for Buddy Holly on my computer. I remember it. I remember the ad campaign. It was all, they'd shelled out big for celebrity endorsements and music yeah. and... It was a very crisp kind of this is the new world that we're all entering together and get ready. Yeah. I think it came with the uh, to double check this. I think it came did it came maybe and maybe this was a bit of an a court issue. Did it come with an internet browser bundled? I'm <clears> trying <throat> to might have come with uh, Internet Explorer. I can't remember. Might have come with wow. Netscape Navigator. Well, there was a big thing about them trying to pinch Netscape Navigator. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that's a whole episode in, in itself. itself. I got a, I got a. I wanted to say something to you. I wanted to give you a little bit of a challenge, just to keep the episode really fun and light at mm-hmm. the start. And what I love to do to you, as you know, is I love to insist that you. Take the newest language that's hit mm. the street with the kids mm. and you start using it at dinner parties, barbecues, and especially in court. And there's mm. one that really was popping up. I was watching a lot of quite insufferable YouTube videos. Uh, that <laughs> Jubilee channel, I think, was one of them where they, I think Jubilee is a channel where they, they get, uh, they they choose a political issue and then they get people from opposing sides to to oh. sort of a, appear in a in a in a warehouse that's dimly lit with spotlights and then mm. then they put a question to them like yeah okay you know, are trans women women and then they make them cross the floor if they agree or they disagree and oh. then they make them face off against each other okay have you not seen this I don't think I have no you're not in enough of a YouTube culture war hole my friend that's why you're always smiling so much. <laughs> true yeah every day i reach out to you on whatsapp and say and say, calm down how's your day and you go i'll tell you how my fucking day is and then, and then 50 messages later i'm like yeah pretty good i just had a yeah. curry <laughs> you say i think you're a little bit too on the internet old whole bag get off twitter <laughs> But a new one, which I really think it's time for you to start using, especially in court. Mm-hmm. Uh, plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> when you, which you use, I guess, to preface something surprising. Correct. Or yeah. And I would say it's best used, if I could make a serving suggestion, yeah. it's best used followed by... The word actually at the start of the next sentence really helps. So I'll give you an example. Uh, So you're having a conversation with somebody and they say, uh, oh, you're at a restaurant. Oh, there's Brussels sprouts on the menu. Oh, I don't like, nobody likes Brussels sprouts. And you go, (laughs) a plot twist. Actually, I love Brussels sprouts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. What about? What about, you know, you could be with... Could you use it in court. Pup. I think it'd go yeah. well. Yeah. What Especially in front What's... of juries. <laughs> you go. <know, laughs> prosecution would have you believe that this is the knife that was found at the scene of the crime. Plot twist. Calling Sergeant Adams to the stand. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we got upgraded to business. We, uh, you know, you'd be going on holiday... To, and you speak to the person at the desk, you go back to your partner and you say, plot twists, actually we got up there, we got upgraded to first class. Or you mm. say, there's an, oh Isn't the man, we can't make. Doing the same job as plot twist? You don't need act, don't need to say actually. In that as case, a, no, I've. As well as plot twist. I think, 
No, you could say you get plot twist. <clears throat> I like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, you're true. It's that's true actually. But I think the actually really hammers at home, and it's time mm. for you to start using it at your next barbecue. Plot twist. I defrost. I defrosted these sausages a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist. I don't like any of you. My partner invited you. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. <laughs> what a twist. And you've got a bit of, you were telling me before we started recording that you've got a bit of a hoarse voice because I record in the morning, mm. so I got real fresh pipes, but yeah. you've got a real, by the end of the day, you've got a real yeah. rusted pipe. Yeah, i got a rusted pipe, that's true. Yeah, I've been in court all day trying to cram plot twists and no caps in. <laughs> Uh, to my, much to my client's disadvantage, but, um, uh, but yeah, I was, I, ne- I don't, I often don't sleep all that well the day before court. I'm a little bit keyed up and then I have to talk all day. So my voice, it's not too bad at the moment. I'm sipping on a, a little aperitif, which is soothing in, in a nice way. So Yum. hopefully it'll come good. And I thought this week, John, we could talk about something that I have been banging on about mm. for so many years. I would, I've been banging on. I've, it's something I've been thinking about for over 20 years, and I'll explain why mm-hmm. in a moment. But I wrote to you in the week because for some reason it came up again, and I, I was like, this thing, I don't understand why mm. it was so different. And I think... I think it's because there's so much 90s culture around mm. now and mm-hmm. everybody has been saying, look, we're all looking back at the 90s. It's the yep. standard kind of nostalgia cycle where it's time to look back on the 90s. And I go, hold your horses. <laughs> the 90s are late yeah. to the party, my friend. Yeah. And people say yeah. to me, what are you talking about? And I go, Look, I grew up in the 80s. I spent I spent 8 years in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And as did I. As did you. And then when we slid into the 90s, I remember very distinctly when we started to look back nostalgically at the 80s and it was yeah. so much sooner than mm. people started looking back at mm. the 90s. And I had been waiting so long what do you think Mm. about this john did you notice that too (laughs) i definitely noticed that too i um i think for me it began when i started streaming that 90s show which i've been watching religiously (laughs) have you watched any have you watched (laughs) any of it no i made that up i haven't watched i've seen a clip i've seen a clip and, uh, and that was enough to convince me this isn't the show for me no it's not but um but i Remember, like you, growing up in the 80s, kind of getting, you know, in the early 90s, getting a sense of, well, just being at, being at an age where I started to, I guess, have some understanding of what it meant when people talked about fashion that was from different time periods or mm. trends or sensibilities or whatever. Maybe not in those terms, but obviously once I was into my teens, you kind of have a general sense of what that means. And I, so I remember people probably when I was in my early to mid teens, I feel like, and we'll come to an example of this in a moment, which you came up with. Mm. Um, But I remember people talking about the eighties in a very distinctive way, which it's hard to trust your perceptions with the benefit of hindsight. But I feel as though my idea of the eighties when I first found out that it was a kind of cultural phenomenon is pretty much the same as I think about the eighties now. Like people talked about it as this, you know, people with perms and people and certain kinds of like pop music and Mm. sort of certain kinds of colors that you people would wear in clothing and like shoulder pads and all this stuff. They were talking about that in the nineties. They were also talking about the seventies. There was a bit of a seventies craze in the totally to late nineties. And that seemed like really hearkening back to a different time. Yeah. And then you think like, well, what would it even mean? We'll get into this, I guess. But what would it even mean? 
for a, a you know for for a shop to run a kind of 2000s clothing yeah. collection what yeah. the fuck would be in that you know <laughs> <laughs> well the thing and yeah the the reason that this has always been on my radar is because i remember that i went to see the film the Wedding Singer, and I reckon mm. I went to see the film The Wedding Singer with my friend Tom Roberts. I think this is correct. Shout out to Tom Roberts. I definitely saw The Wedding Singer at the uh, Academy Cinema, Wallace Academy Cinema in Adelaide, uh, which is no mm. longer there. Mm. But I remember everybody was saying, you've got to go and see this incredibly 80s film called The Wedding Singer, and you went and saw the film, and it was as many 80s references as you could imagine crammed into a film. It was this ridiculous hair, the fashion. <laughs> yeah. It was all the music. There were references to silly 80s trends. It was like they, yeah. were, they were bending over backwards to make you go, this yeah. is the 80s. What a, what a definable decade that was so yeah. long ago and we're so distant from it now that we can have sure. funny, jokey films about it. And The Wedding Singer came out. In 1998, mm. just eight years after mm. the decade of the 1980s has ended. And so I always yeah. say to people, when you think that, that the 90s were being looked back at in the same time frame, no, no, no. you tell me what's the, what is the equivalent of The Wedding Singer by the same standard should have come out in 2008. And I was waiting and this is the mm. thing. I saw The Wedding Singer and I thought, mm. ah, this is a great film. I know a little bit about the 80s. I love mm. Michael Jackson. I love yeah. Madonna. I love all. I love Pepsi. I love Reagan. I love, yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. greed. I love cocaine. This is the, <laughs> this is the, the uh, but at the same time, I really, yeah. I really have my strongest childhood memories from the 90s. Mm. And so after seeing The Wedding Singer, I thought, mm. I can't wait for the 90s Wedding Singer film to come mm. out and look back yeah. at, at my childhood and I'm going to see all these little cultural touchstones that I recognize from yeah. my 90s life. And I turned to you and I said, I expect that film, John, in 2008. <laughs> and you said, me too. I can't wait for us to go and see Wedding Singer 2 in the 90s which will come yeah. out by the same standard. You said, it will come out by the same standard in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So really the, the heart of your question, if I can cut to, a, cut to the nub, is why did we come to the, uh, well, it's sort of two, two obverse questions. Firstly, how is it that we came to grips with the 80s and maybe preceding decades, the 70s, the 60s, so quickly after they ended. Yeah. And why is it that we came to grips, that we are coming to the grips with the 90s, if at all, then so slowly, I mean, 30 years after it's ended. Yeah, correct. It, mm. it, 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 mm. took, it, it took tw at least twice as long for mm. the 90s to start being looked back at and people mm. to sort of have a sense that, oh, yeah, there were these definable things about the 90s that it, it took me until now. It took me until 2018 yeah. To really yeah. shift from my, you know, for, from you know, one Reddit user because I looked at a bunch of Reddit threads to try and yeah. uh, un see if other people had noticed this same kind of thing. Mm, and somebody mm. had said, "We've been looking back at the at the eighties like for twenty years. It's yeah, you know, it's gone from pretty much from like eighties parties. Yeah. And another example for other people out there. Another example to support my point." about how quickly the 80s was being nostalgified if people mm. want another one. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which was mm. the uh, one of one of the sequels in the Grand Theft Auto video game series. An excellent video game and as a as a little uh, little aside, the first time I ever played it John was when I was visiting your family in Melbourne uh, yeah. and we and we played it. So Grand Theft Auto again, it's just like the whole game is this mm. kind of 80s pastiche that you're looking at going, mm. this is amazing. I'm in this world that's like being in Miami in the 1980s and all the music, mm. the mm -hmm. fashion, you know, this mm -hmm. is incredible. And maybe you even remember the intro to Grand Theft Auto Vice City 
was like the way that a Commodore 64 game would boot up where you, it would say like oh, insert yeah. insert cassette and you could hear the person typing on the chunky keyboard as they put like commands yeah, in and, right. and then it played a little like a very chip tune kind mm. of ba da, da, theme tune and then yeah. it said like Rockstar Games in a very r- low resolution as if you're about to play a Commodore 64 game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So Ultimate 80s, Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out in... 2002, just wow. 12 years after the decade of the 1980s has ended. Yeah, that's... See, even that doesn't make... Even even you saying 12 years after the 80s is kind of a shock to me because you kind of think that's gotta be, there's got to be a longer distance between the end of the 80s and the early 2000s, but of course there's not. And I was watching... Because, I mean, the thing is, you know, I think Wedding Sing is a good touchstone because it came out in 1998 and because it's so obviously an attempt to look back nostalgically at the 80s but it was being written well before it came out yeah and even even then it it was being received by an audience who had already been queued up to be like oh yeah the 80s you know like and i and i remember recently as everyone as the loyal dptm as well know i sometimes go to sleep by watching old episodes of Seinfeld or listening to old episodes of Seinfeld. And I was listening to an episode of Seinfeld, which I feel like it was, I mean, Seinfeld finished in 1998 and, and it wasn't the final season. I think it was kind of mid, mid or even relatively early in the run. Mm-hmm. And Jerry was talking about how he, I think, I think I'm right about this. Jerry was talking about being audited in the eighties, a few years. Sorry. Uh-huh. He, he was talking about being audited because of, transactions that took place uh, in the 80s and uh and so he's reflecting on something that happened at that time probably six or seven years ago in the late 80s and if that maybe maybe five years ago and he makes a joke about oh, i feel like at the time i was wearing you know a maroon sports jacket or something like that yeah and, and so it's obvious that people and everyone laughs so it's obvious that people are like oh yeah the stupid 80s you know um, even though they've only just emerged from that in the last kind of half decade. Yeah. So you kind of think, why did you get, how did you so rapidly reach this point where you were kind of reflecting in this sort of cringy, but also loving way at something when we didn't really do that. It d- d- doesn't seem like we've done that for a much longer period about much the 90s. Longer. And people, I mean, there were attempts to do it like no doubt in the at the close of you know like around the millennium i'm sure there were a spate of articles which were like what defines the 90s and Mm. they would have you know maybe brought up like nirvana or vanilla ice or whatever mc hammer but i don't think people really understood how those things fit together into a distinct coherent um you know a sensibility that defined the decade. And I also think all of that stuff dates from probably the first three years of the 90s. Correct, yeah. And, then you know, once you get to 95-ish, which is opposite, this being episode 95, I have a lot more trouble. I mean, if somebody said to me, I want you to come to uh, my costume party and the theme is 95 to 2010, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring an iPod. <laughs> um, you've, you've just reminded me, actually, as well. I should mention another. Talking about TV and especially '90s sitcoms, the 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 television show Friends on I think more than one occasion would because that mm. the Friends was obviously set in the '90s, but they would do flashbacks to the '80s when mm. they were like college kids. And famously, Monica was fat as a mm-hmm. like as an eighties uh, as an eighties youth, and mm. Ross was kind of had this silly. I think he had like a perm, and he kept saying that he wanted to be in like a synth pop band or something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And again, that that episode probably came out in what like ninety six, ninety seven. Mm. And again, yeah. I just don't think there's equivalence. Like, I don't think there's a sitcom in two thousand and five, two thousand six, where they mm-hmm. looked back at the 90s 
and and it was this kind of oh yeah remember when we were all kids in the 90s and then it goes back to the 90s and it was a very <laughs> definable thing you were looking at going oh yeah yeah of course, oh yeah it's so 90s it's so 90s yeah. even much more recently like i think i think about things like i think true detective there's a season which is supposed to be based in the 90s or at least scenes which are supposed to be based in the 90s mm. and the way they handle that is basically everyone looks a little bit more uh, maybe they kind of look a touch grungy. I don't even know if they go to that sort of length. <laughs> They're wearing like cardigans. And they, yeah, and they have shit. They just have like more more basic. They don't have like mobile phones or whatever. They've got more basic tech. And then in Plays Beyond the Pines, I was I was looking at examples in the lead up to today. That's that's another movie which I think has scenes, according to ChatGPT, that were set in the 90s. Then you think about, well, what did that, look like well it basically looked like ryan gosling with frosted tips they were like well that's you know that's a thing that's yeah. probably a little bit 90s but like there's no there's no kind of there's no like instant recognizability in anything like the way there is for the 80s or the 70s or the 60s you know yeah that's um, right where you could just start a scene and people would go okay call this movie's shot this movie set in the 70s yeah well i was i watched a few minutes that i could stomach of that 90s show which for what which for anyone out there is the kind of reboot of Mm. the that 70s show with ashton kutcher and uh Mm. and even the first few scenes like obviously that show the whole thing is meant to be let's take let's let's take things from the 90s that are identifiable and we'll get us we'll get several set designers to make things look 90s and we'll dress everybody 90s yeah and even then i was kind of going like this isn't doesn't look that 90s <laughs> like i know i wasn't no. really sure what i was looking for but yeah and maybe they just did a bad job but just i was like slightly I, daggy yeah and i was like if i'd if i had watched a film from the 90s i'd go oh yeah of mm. course like this looks you've got the the kind of curt the curtains haircut that i always wanted on boys which is that kind of we yeah, called it in australia we called it the middle part or like yeah, that's the what middle we part. called it in our friendship circle but i think international yeah. listeners will know it as the 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 curtains which is your classic kind of like leonardo dicaprio part down the middle floppy hair yeah the other thing i was thinking about was going beyond the 80s obviously i've talked a bit about the 70s revival in the 90s but there was also of course woodstock 99 uh which had this very kind of like let's try and recapture the spirit of the hippie age yeah um and it felt like a very you know it was like a it was like a real generation gap between woodstock 99 and the original woodstock whereas i feel like now if you said oh there was this music festival in 93 let's try and recapture it it would seem like there was much less separation between what was going on then and what's going on now and i don't know maybe that's a generational perception that i have but it certainly certainly feels that way to me and yeah it's it's strange um the other thing that springs to mind is the movie which i happened to watch recently which i recommend for the soundtrack alone which is the big chill Mm. Uh, which is an 80s film about a bunch of sort of 30-somethings, maybe early 40-somethings who've come back uh, together after a period of separation in their adult lives because they're coming to a friend's funeral and they're all kind of children of the 60s and 70s, you know, um, boomers, I guess, essentially, Mm. uh, who've now kind of reached a certain point in their lives and they're really reminiscing about how, you know, remember what we used to sort of stand for in our youth and now here we are in the kind of greed-filled 80s and whatever. And there's this real, like even the soundtrack has a lot of music from that bygone era, so it's this real like eulogy for that time. Mm. And then you think that's kind of, even that is kind of quite a rapid turnaround because they're only talking about, you know, a sort of hippie period which probably ended like a decade before that film. Mm. Well, this... And this brings us to, to to perhaps some of the reasons why it took so long to look back at the '90s, or why, or why culturally there was some kind of hesitation, or people just mm. found it difficult. And perhaps one of them, which we haven't discussed yet, John, we've discussed a bit of this off mic, but one of them could just be that the '90s had a bit of a 
a feeling of cynicism to it mm, that the previous decades did not. So 80s was all yeah. about greed is good. We're going to, you know, we're going to take <clears throat> over the world. Yeah. It's going to be the capitalism's going capitalism's to win. win. And yeah. the 60s was the hippie movement and flower power. And mm. I don't know, the 70s was... 70s was great. Was like these. Are, we're just going to make the best films ever, and you're going to look back yeah. at these films <laughs> in the 2000s and be like, "Why exactly. did we get such absolute trash?" And you guys <laughs> got Taxi Driver. Yeah, 70s was, I guess, was you know, development of the ideas of the 60s and the addition of drugs and funk and a few other elements. Mm. And the 90s but, was all Gen Xs being all angry and. Sarcastic sarcasm, mm. sarcasm was an, an irony, were a big thing in the mm. 90s. Which I always, which I always think, I always when I think of this, I always think about that Simpsons scene at Homer Palooza, the music festival. It's a parody of Lollapalooza, <laughs> and there's oh, all yeah. these kids just kind of angry, like sway, they're just they're just swaying, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, expressionless. Just looking, yeah. looking at like the Smashing Pumpkins play, I think, <laughs> and then or Homer. They and then they introduce Homer that who's doing like a cannonball trick where he gets shot in the stomach, mm. and some one of the one of the <laughs> teens in the crowd goes, "Oh, like this guy's really good," and the guy just other guy turns to him and goes, "Are you being sarcastic?" And he goes, "I don't even know anymore." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So you think the cynicism that shot through the 90s meant that we were hesitant to go i mean we had just again with this sorry to interrupt that we'll get to this the first so of course the first massive event so the 90s end in 1999 we have the Mm. new millennium 2000 and Mm. then and so before we've had a minute to start looking back at the 90s you get september 11 Mm. so you already had Mm -hmm. you had 90s teen gen x cynicism yeah. You have 9-11, and then we yeah. go, look, I don't want to look. I'm having a pretty rough try here. I don't want to have to look. <laughs> I don't want to have to look back at the cynical 90s right now, please. It's I'd rather true, yeah. go and invade Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's right. And I don't know too much about, I mean, a historic, obvious historical period would be like the late 30s or the 40s where people were sort of like got my got my hands full here i don't have time to kind of reminisce about ragtime so let's just let's just look let's just push forward we'll get to the 90s eventually we'll get to them in around about 2018 is when we can start looking back and affectionately at the 90s (laughs) another theory that a friend of mine mentioned to me which i thought was quite strong is possibly that the reason that it took so long to look back at the 90s when we were in the 2000s, like, and as I argue, it should have, but by the same standard of Grand Theft Auto and The Wedding Singer, this 90s mm. thing should have kicked off at the latest in 2010, 10 mm. years after the 90s finished. And it's only yeah. happening really started kicking off 2018, I'd say, and now, yeah, yeah, now it's yeah. pretty strong. Uh, and maybe one of the reasons is because the early part of the millennium was really defined by the growth of technology and particularly the internet connecting the world mm. and mobile phones, smartphone, mm. the, the iPhone came out in 2007. And so maybe yeah. all of these new devices and technologies that started to become part of our lives were just much we more became, interesting than we looking became back. Future focused. It became future focused. I'm talking, yeah. I remember, I remember the first time that I saw a f- broadband connection because I'd remember downloading MP3s on Napster <laughs> that took weeks to get and then suddenly yeah. uh, shout out to ashley dyer i think it was i was at his brother chris's house maybe the, this would have been the very early 2000s when we finished school and mm. chris dyer i think this is correct was in a share house and they had broadband and hmm. they and somebody showed me they had napster and they're like watch this oh, and they just clicked wow. a song and it was just on the computer in seconds yeah. and i was like shit's about to shame <laughs> and then I remember the first time yeah. I saw a Wi-Fi connection. I was with my friend Dom in Melbourne, yeah. and he was in a share house in uh, this must have been two thousand and seven. And they were sitting mm. on the couch on their couches mm. with laptops mm. connected to the internet with no 
internet cable. And mm. he's, I said, how are you doing this? And he said, Alex, the internet lives in the air now. <laughs> and you went, what does that even mean? And I said, and then I started reaching out and grabbing at the air. And I said, am I grabbing it? Am I grabbing the internet, Uncle Dom? And he said, <laughs> it's like- you've, got, you've got Google right in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the modern equivalent of people who freak out when they go to the the, the movies and there's a train coming towards the, the camera. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. the iPhone comes out in 2007. And think about yeah. what phones have done to our brains. We speak a lot about it here. Who wants to mm. think about the dusty old 90s when yeah. you've got a Apple iPhone from Steve mm. Jobs? Another th- Yet another theory. And, I mean, this is what's so... We could do a whole podcast about this, really, like a whole... We are. A whole series. What do you mean? A whole, a whole well, I've series. been discussing this with you for months. I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast. What do you mean we can do one, a whole one about it? <laughs> a, whole, a whole show. We could have a side podcast. Oh, a side podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Nostal. Why, is, yeah. why did Explaining it take so long? Not, Dutch, John and Al. Dutchies cultural studies. John and um, Al, why did it take so long to look back at the nine, <laughs> a 700-part series? Because <laughs> I can't decide if it's because... Yeah, exactly. I can't decide if it's because the 90s sucked and therefore people weren't really... Like, it just didn't stand out. Mm. Or was it really good such that its influence stretched beyond the boundaries of the 90s and it wasn't until much later that people were distant enough from it to go like, oh, yeah, there was actually this distinct I, thing called the 90s. Of course, it's, pers- um, it's, of course it's personal. I feel yeah. like I feel like the 90s was really good. And as I've said to you many mm. times, I think maybe just because of where I was at in my own life, I have mm. no affection for the, especially the early 2000s. Like 2000, mm. 2000 to 2005, I was yeah. not having a good time. I didn't like the world. I was a new, I was a boy trying to become a new man. Yeah, yeah. I was struggling and I was turning to you going, why aren't our mobile phones smart yet? And you said, mm. just wait until 2007. Steve Jobs going to come on the stage. He's going to say, why you've we? been waiting for this. Here it comes, a brand new iPhone for you and everything's going to be <laughs> you better. Said, it's 2003. How can we still be <laughs> sitting on the doorstep sharing a spliff at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I want to play Angry... When is Angry Birds coming out? (laughs) Um, Yeah, the other thing, which another thing which I think is worth raising, which you mentioned to me, is this kind of cycle of nostalgia where, you know, there's, there's... It requires kind of maybe people who live through a particular period to get to a point in their lives where they want to lovingly remember that period mm. in order f- in order to create this kind of collective cultural consensus about this is what that decade was about, this is what that decade was about, whatever. And that probably happened a fair bit faster in the past because, you know, if you think about like the 60s, you might have had a few kind of glory years when you were in your 20s and you wanted to be a hippie and you went to a few concerts and you got high and you had a couple of girlfriends and then you meet someone and you have a bunch of kids and you get a serious job and you settle down mm. and your life just is unrecognizably different. And, you and, go, prob- okay. and probably that's happening if you were if you were footloose and fancy free in the 60s, then some, yeah. just a few years later, you're married with kids mm. in the 70s, a very different yeah. life very quickly and a little bit of disposable exactly. income. Yeah. So that generation goes, oh, I just want to, you know, really kind of dive back into my brief shining youth and really and really kind of you know have a kind of really develop a cultivate a kind of rose tinted perspective on what it stood for as well which helps to cement that whereas you and me i mean i'm just now getting to the point where i'm like <laughs> the wrinkled teenagers oh. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just now getting to the point where i'm like oh yeah i guess i probably will never go and see another gold class movie and you know like stay up all night and whatever like that's that probably is a period in my youth that is never coming back because i feel like my my youth is only just ending and i'm this is the thing i mean it's 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 been written about a lot by sociologists that Mm. that our generation is basically extending adolescence for Mm. as long as 
we want. And so <laughs> you don't really need to look back because you can just stay in it forever. Exactly. Just, I just stayed 90s. I didn't have to look back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If I want to if I want to watch Deep Impact, you know, <laughs> on my DVD player, I'll just do it. And not and know. not with a hint of irony. You just go Exactly. This is not good. this is not a 90s theme party. This is my life. People, <laughs> people come over and I'm like, yeah, it's just held up. Um but yeah, I think I think there's that. And I feel like the internet comes into this in a in a variety of different ways. Mm. One, it was like a new exciting thing that meant that we were maybe kind of looking more towards the future and what lay ahead rather than reminiscing about the past. Uh, two, I think it probably in the late 90s in particular started to have an effect. And one of the things that we talked about is the effect that it has on the capacity to allow trends to catch on and define a particular time and place in a particular way. Mm. So when you, you know, like it's very hard in the internet age to imagine, I think the example I gave you, which you probably have given me the same example at some point is Chicago house. Like it's very hard to imagine I don't know. Uh, just as it's hard to imagine, like which is, 60s um, which is a music Greenwich Village, yeah, music a music style that developed in a particular period in a particular city, as the name suggests. Because as soon as anything gets online, you know, once it becomes popular, or once somebody says, "Hey, everyone, this is an interesting idea," then instantly it's getting exported to a variety of different places. They're all they're all kind of experimenting with it and adding their own iterations to it in a hundred different ways. And it's the connection with that particular place and its capacity to kind of incubate into a mature form that's identified with that place is lost. So it kind of, it might maybe meant that by the time you get into the late nineties and two thousands, it was harder to define what the hell was going on because there was so many kind of trends whizzing past each other at any given moment and then you have like memes where i think it, as you kind of press on and the internet culture becomes more mature memes where people are constantly kind of reflecting on the culture almost as it's happening you know they're like haha remember three years ago when we did the ice bucket challenge or remember when we did jo everyone cared about joseph coney or whatever so it becomes harder and harder to like just let a particular period sit and then for somebody to come along and make a like defining film about it, you know, that says this is what we remember about the eighties or this is what we remember about the sixties or whatever. Cause everyone's got, there's a thousand different takes, you know? Mm. So it just becomes this like blurry mess. There were little moments during the two thousands when some trailblazers did poke a bit of fun at the nineties. And actually I discovered that one one of the places you could find it really well done was a lot of Saturday Night Live sketches. So a lot of Saturday mm. Night Live sketches would be set in the 90s. And I guess because mm -hmm. Saturday, Night Live, Saturday Night Live was a comedy show mm. and because of the style of writing of comedy, the writers sat yeah. down and said, okay, well, this needs to be... Okay, like, so for example, the, the first thing that springs to mind is the, the famous Dick in a Box sketch, which is Andy, Sam, yeah. Andy Samberg and uh, Justin Timberlake. And yep. that sketch, if I'm correct, I think came out on Saturday Night Live in 2006. And that mm -hmm. is very directly referencing early 90s R&B fashion and music mm. and culture. So Saturday mm -hmm. Night Live, because they were writing sketches that had to be kind of funny, the writers had to go out of their way to go, okay, well, this is set in the 90s and it has to be funny. So what silly things can we put in? So for example, with Dick in a Box, like... Mm. They wear these like really kind of baggy gold button-up shirts with jewelry over the collar and kind of mm. like baggy yeah. baggy trousers with dress shoes. So it's this very yeah. kind of like this is what looking flashy in the nine early nineties looked like. Yeah, and there's a bunch of Saturday Night Live sketches that are a bit like that. Actually, there's another one that I watched mm. recently, which is um, which is a funny sketch. With the guy from So I Think You Should Leave in it, where uh, uh, yeah, they're talking yeah. about that they're, they're talking about how the N the NBC's NBA theme was composed in the nineties, and 
the two guys that appear are wearing these vests over shirts that look very 90s <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, um, and I've never actually watched it, I remember Gus Van Sant do, doing a movie about Kurt Cobain in 2006. Yeah. And talking about, was that anything? Because, I, I mean, looking at it now, it certainly looks 90s, but I'm not sure if it really would have struck people in 2006 as being anything other than, like, that's an accurate depiction of Kurt Cobain. You know, they they probably didn't look at it and think, oh, man, the crazy old 90s. Because in many ways, and this is part of it, I think, they were still kind of, they were not that distant from the 90s. They were still, like, dressing in ways that were fairly similar. They were still listening to music, which was a direct kind of descendant of grunge music and so on. Mm. Um, and I've got, a, I've got an interesting perspective from uh, spin-off did an interview or spinoff did an article about the, which is an internet uh, news site, did an article about uh, the nineties and how we remember it and why we remember it and so on. And uh, <clears throat> they quoted Vanilla Ice, who apparently just last year did an interview with Rolling Stone where he said that he considers the nineties to be the last truly great decade, <laughs> which of course you would have, if you were Vanilla Ice, and uh, <laughs> and and he said, "How would you look back at two thousand to two thousand and seventeen and remember anything? How would you see somebody wearing some gear and say, hey, that's got to be from twenty fourteen? There's no music there. There's no pop culture. There's no fashion that defines a generation. Now, I think that probably is partly reflective of the fact that Vanilla Ice tuned out after a certain point. It's, it's probably uh, it's probably also." A little, a little bit uh, of the fact that Vanilla Ice needs to keep appearing at '90s events, and so it's in his best <laughs> interest to encourage people to only continue having '90s themed parties at their corporate yeah, event. Right. Exactly. Don't get interested in anything after the millennium. Yeah. It's all just crap. I mean, who do you want to yeah. book for your party? Like Nelly mm. or Vanilla Ice? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> exactly. But I think he's got a point. You know, I think there is this sense that one of the reasons we took a while to to look back on it was because maybe there wasn't anything happening in the 2000s, which really was like a cutoff point where we said, okay, we were into this in the 90s. That's all rubbish. We're changing tack. Yeah. We're getting into something else now. And then you, after that's happened for a while, you can look back on the decade and go, man, what a funny different time that was basically the the 2000s in particular seems to me like a like a long uh extrapolation of whatever was going on in the 90s rather than you know like it's certainly in terms of like fashion and film and that kind of stuff the 80s the 80s got lucky by being bookended by the end of the cold war as well which is mm. like which is a hyper positive event so you had the berlin mm. wall falling at the end of 1989 and mm. so, and, and, you know, the cold war defined the eighties. So you had, mm. you had that tension between Russia and the U S start, start to defrost. And it was all mm. positive in the early nineties. Like we've been, we've been at each other's throats for so long and now we can finally have a little bit of a, of a yeah. chill and we can kind of try and be friends and who knows, maybe Russia's just going to become a best friend to the world, a liberal, at, a liberal democracy. Didn't quite pan out the way we were hoping, but that was that <laughs> no, was the didn't. thought in the. Uh, and then people thought the same about China. Yeah, and, and then of course the 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 kind of first massive event coming out of the nineties was September eleven, the opposite mm. of, the, of the end of the Cold War, the start yeah, that's true. of some new wars. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the philosopher Fukuyama wrote a book called The End of History, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it was called. And he said basically that 1989 was the last year of history. And after that, Berlin Wall came down, uh, liberal democracy and capitalism won, and we're just going to see more and more societies basically trending towards that. And so the kind of cultural tug of war that followed after the Second World War was finished. And, uh, and I remember... Um, on the jacket leaf in the hard copy of that book, mm. he's just there and he's got a hyper-colour shirt on and happy <laughs> pants uh, <laughs> and Air Jordans just celebrating 
the end of history. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, um, of course, now we are into the thick of '90s nostalgia. Uh, so I'm having. Mm. I had a look. I had a look at some of the things that really kicked off the mm-hmm. late blooming nostalgic look back of the '90s. So you've got the Charlie XCX and Troy Sivan song "1999." which came mm. out in 2018. So, again, this is like 20 years after right. the 90s had ended. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, obviously, now you've got that 90s show. You've got loads of kids now with the 90s fashion. I'm seeing I'm seeing like yeah. 21-year-old boys with the same haircut that all my <laughs> friends had in 1995. I never, yeah. got, I never got to have the curtains because I didn't have – the right kind of textured hair. My hair just kind of curled and went out, so I didn't get that beautiful. No, I was I desperate for either. the curtains with the undercut. You've got that '90s show. You have the recent uh, remake of Beavis and Butthead. Mm. Um, yeah, you've got a lot of '90s '90s remakes coming up, and it's funny to see. <clears throat> it's funny to see it get rehashed by a new generation. I was at a cafe yesterday, and there was a guy with a classic. 90s middle part but he was using way more kind of hair product in it than you would use <laughs> in the original middle part and my brother my little brother Dargle kept calling him George McFly because he just had like <laughs> he just had like matted down middle parted hair <laughs> um but that's his take that's his <laughs> this take. is this is his rework of the 90s mm. that's his take <laughs> This episode, I think, is also a good opportunity for us to reach out to the DPTMers out there mm. and say, "Guys, have we got this all wrong? Do you want to mm. do you want to argue that the '90s was being looked back on strongly?" In yeah, I'd love to hear some examples. Because yeah, mine mm. my mine is really SNL and Dick in a Box 2006 is the earliest yeah. example, and yep. um, and even then, it, it's just really a one-off. You know, it wasn't yeah yeah yeah. This wasn't a movement of any. Th- I mean, nobody was going to nineties parties until much later. I, like if you'd said to me in two thousand nine, come to a nineties party, I would have struggled to know what to wear and yeah. And what if what if somebody had said, like I said, what if somebody had said, come to a come to a nineteen ninety five onwards party, you would have had no idea. Or like it- if somebody had said, I think I think if somebody even now said, come to a nineteen ninety eight. 99 yeah. party come to a late yeah. night anything from 90 you can come as anything from 96 yeah it's yeah, gonna be yeah. a 96 to 99 themed exactly party or you know let's just say 96 to like i said before 96 to 2010 people would be like yeah i'm still not sure i don't know jeans <laughs> uh. <laughs> well once you get into i was thinking about if somebody said to me uh like millennium kind of noughties party. Yeah. The first thing yeah. I would do is I'd rock up with a David Beckham faux hawk. Mm, that's true. So definitely, definitely guys, right, here's what we want to know from you, DPTM, is let us know if you can think of any other examples mm. of the 90s being referenced strongly in the earlier, than anything earlier than 2018. I mean, look, at the, look Stranger Things... Came yeah. out in 2016. Why was why were we still doing the 80s in 2016? Why wasn't strange? <laughs> why wasn't Stranger Things looking mm. like set in the 90s? It's true. Yeah, then nobody would. Everyone would have gone. Oh, I'm not ready to remember the fucking 90s. Yet. <laughs> I don't that's want- not. That's not giving me nostalgic feels. <laughs> it's making me feel yuck. So write us in, and guys, we want to know. Other examples, if you can think of any, hit us up mm. on, if you want to email us long form, hit us up on one word, don't praise at AOL.com. And you can also always message us at the Don't Praise the Machine, the podcast Instagram account. And yeah, let us know if you have been to a, to, like, if you've done anything like early noughties, if you can define mm. the early noughties for mm. us, if you were to go to an early noughties party right now, if I was to say to you, Host an early noughties party, and what are you yeah. gonna what 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 are you gonna be? What kind of things are you gonna put around the house? Items that let people know this is the noughties, and yeah. what fashion is everybody gonna be wearing to a noughties party? And it can't be about Al being depressed or John getting his heart broken <laughs> and deferring his studies for a semester. 
It's got to be more general than that. It's got to be much more general than that. (laughs) And we really look forward to hearing from you and we'll revisit this, letting you know what everybody has said. And in the meantime, I'm going to watch that 90s show with I can't wait. Ashton, it is I can't begin to tell you how bad it is, John. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there if you want to see just go and check out that 90s show and you'll go I'm not sure what this is trying to be, but it's failing mm. in every metric. <laughs> <laughs> It's been the why did it take the 90s so long to trend episode. Why don't you get in touch at don'tpraiseitaol.com with your memories of the 90s. Tell us about the first time you reflected on the decade that was. When was the first time you watched a movie and thought, this is the wedding singer, but for the 90s. As always, I've been one of your hosts and I'm one of the kings of the 90s. I go by the name Alexander Holland and I love to boom, shake the room. And as always, I'm sad. Digitally next to my number one 90s podcast pirate. He did not have sexual relations with that woman. It's got to be the one called MC Shonkalonka. Thank you so much, MC Shonkalonka, and we'll see you next week. Hey.